Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, a double dip of Couch Potato Diary today. My name is Peter Klein, thank you very much for watching on YouTube and for downloading and listening today. Uh, coming up on the program, we are going to get into a lot of football stuff as the uh, race towards the regular season continues. If you have any thoughts on today's show, send them my way on social media, Twitter and Instagram and um, TikTok. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Coming up on this show today, um, we look at overvalued players, overvalued teams in the NFL, and we do another mock draft as our season of mock drafts continues. Should be a fun day. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. All right, it is uh, another mock draft. Today, we are f uh, picking from the seventh spot. If you are um, looking for picks one through six, those are all available in podcasts, and the first four, I believe, are up on video. Eventually, we're going to have them all up uh, in video form here. But uh, yes, today we are going from the number seven spot, and then later on today, we're going to do another one that is just from the number eight spot. So uh, we are double dipping with the, the mock draft. So I'm interested to see how this one kind of plays out. We've had some some fun doing different strategies with some of the, the different teams. Um, the preseason is now done, so some of these ADP numbers may have shifted as well. So uh, I'm interested to see what kind of team we get from the, the middle part of this. I've already finished my first fantasy draft in the, the real world. Um, I don't think it went particularly awful, so it's been nice that uh, nice that we have been uh, preparing for this. That certainly helped me out quite a bit. All right, we are going to hit start draft. Then a little box is going to come up. Hit OK. Uh, oh, we are absolutely muting that again. There we go. No, nope, mute it. There we go. Uh, all right, so Christian McCaffrey off the board first. Man, Jamar Chase almost fell to us at six. That would have been quite something. So we see here the top players available, Bijan Robinson, Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, and Nick Chubb. Um, and A.J. Brown, those are the ones who, by ADP, are projected to go here. I'm not going to go Bijan Robinson. Um, I, I think he is rather talented as a football player, for sure. But um, we have... Sorry, my dog is outside whining. Um, Bijan Robinson is very talented, but we just haven't seen it. Um, what we have seen is Saquon Barkley. And so I, I think with our first pick here, we are going to go with the New York Giants running back and Saquon Barkley. So after that, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, bunch of receivers come off. Bijan Robinson does go. Uh, Derrick Henry going ahead of Nick Chubb. Chubb finally does go. I was wondering if we would get Chubb coming back around to us. Uh, we didn't. So now we are in a spot, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, I'm not as high on Amon Ross St. Brown as a fantasy option as a number of other people are. I, I think he is kind of a product of high volume. Um, he's, he's quite talented. There's no question about it, but I, I feel like as that Lions offense continues to evolve, he's going to kind of get left behind a little bit. And I'm also projecting a little bit of regression from Detroit this year. So Amon Ross St. Brown is not necessarily the, the way I want to go. Josh Allen is there. We've done that before. We One quarterback is already off the board. Patrick Mahomes going with the second pick of the second round in this draft. Um, Jonathan Taylor, that the injury stuff really worries me. Tony Pollard, I've said before, uh, I said it on Friday's show with the overvalued players. I feel like if you're drafting Tony Pollard here, you're kind of going for best case scenario. Um, like you are, you are baking in exactly zero up or zero downside in that pick. 
Garrett Wilson's a, a very viable option, as is Jalen Waddle. Jalen Hurts is there as well. Najee Harris and, and Mark Andrews. None of those really jump off the page to me. So we are going against everything we've done in these drafts so far, where we've been trying to, to load up on receivers early because of the fall off late. We are going to go with uh, our quarterback here. We are going to go Josh Allen in our number two slot and see what happens when we do wait on on wide receiver. Seven is a tough spot because you don't really get any of those quick turnaround picks like uh, we've been enjoying so far in this draft, so, or in these drafts. So Debo Samuel and Ramondre Stevenson going back to back right before us certainly stings a little bit. Definitely don't like that. Um, so let's go by positions here. We are probably gonna look at a wide receiver. T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, and Keenan Allen are the wide receivers available. At tight end, you still have um, some of them left. Kyle Pitts has fallen quite a bit ADP-wise. When we started these, he was much higher than this. Um, but you still have the opportunity to get Kittle, Hawkinson. You know, we're probably going to try to wait to get one of Waller, Goddard, or Ingram in these spots. So that's where we're at there. At running back, it's Jameer Gibbs, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones, uh, Kenneth Walker, and Damian Pierce. So as these have gone on, there's a few more of those names that I like, uh, but we're going to gamble that some of those might be around a little bit later on. There's only one of these that I love um, at wide receiver, and it's DK Metcalf. So we're going to go Metcalf there, get our, our wide receiver room started. And as we see, there's a, a run on wide receivers once we, we made that pick. Now a few running backs are coming off of the board. The one that I was hoping would not come off did not come off. And so we're going to go Damian Pierce here. I, he is so talented. And I, I do feel like he has kind of, um, his value has not, isn't necessarily meshing with the talent. And I, I have major concerns about what's going to happen this year offensively out in Houston. But Damian Pierce is not one of those concerns. I think he is incredibly talented. I think he's a very gifted running back. And I think he's probably the best weapon that offense has. Um, so when you combine all of those things together, it, it all balls up into a, a real nice little package. So I, I like Damian Pierce there as our RB2. Uh, another tight end comes off the board with George Kittle. As it loops around, another couple quarterbacks going with Herbert and Fields. Another quarter or another tight end with Hawkinson. DJ Moore, man, Team 6 is reading my list of undervalued players here. Because I was hoping DJ Moore would swing back around to us here at this spot. Team 6 is... Quite frankly, really starting to piss me off a little bit. Um, so for available players, we have um, Cam Akers, James Conner, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, and Javante Williams at running back. At wide receiver, it's Terry McLaurin, Drake London, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, Brandon Ayuk, and Mike Williams. We still have Waller, Goddard, and Ingram available for tight ends that, that we are interested in. So hopefully we're not waiting around too late on the, the tight end run, but I'm going to go Drake London. Again, I think quite a talented wide receiver. I do worry about Desmond Ritter throwing him the football, but London, I, I think, has the opportunity to take another step here in, in year two, so we're, we're going to go Drake London in this spot. Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin go right after that. Then you get a couple of receivers in Swift and Akers. Pitts, one tight end goes. Connor and Williams come off of the board as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, another quarterback, and then two receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Williams. So, um, only one tight end comes off. There's still three that are available that we don't mind, but looking at ADP, they are probably going to come off of the board in this spot. Um, at running back, it's Alvin Kamara, 
uh, Dalvin Cook, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, and James Montgomery. Wide receivers available, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, and George Pickens, who's been getting a lot of steam um, throughout the, the preseason. So I'm probably now going to go here at the tight end spot. I feel like that there isn't a running back or a wide receiver that I'm worried about losing out on, and I'm worried that we're going to miss a tight end run here by the time our next pick comes around. So we're going to go Darren Waller, the number one target, I think, for the New York Giants. Waller is so talented and you were hearing the reports early on out of training camp that they had to sit Waller during practice so that Daniel Jones would throw to someone else. Um, so I, I feel good about getting Waller there and as this draft went on, or as this round went on, Dallas Goddard goes off of the board as well. So the only tight end that we're comfortable taking uh, that's available is Evan Ingram and who knows if, if that's still on the board um, if this draft goes out a little bit differently. So I'm happy that we went with Darren Waller in the sixth round there. Now let's look at what's available. Rashad White at running back, along with A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Zach Charbonnet, and Khalil Herbert. We all know we we, we stand in this house for Khalil Herbert, but I'm going to play the ADP game. He, he's ADP right now is 99 here on Sleeper, so we're going to... We're going to let him be there. Uh, wide receiver George Pickens, Marquise Brown, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's dealing with that wrist injury, Jordan Addison, and Jahan Dotson. So a couple of very interesting players there. And we're not going to go with a second tight end or a second quarterback in this draft. In a 12-team league, I, I don't think that's overly necessary here. So looking at what's available right now, I don't mind Antonio Gibson here in this spot, but again, at 91 overall, I feel like we can wait on that. I'm going to go George Pickens. I am not a big believer in this Pittsburgh offense, but enough people who I trust have been talking up George Pickens that I feel like he is someone that can really shine this year in another season in the, the Pittsburgh system. Just need the quarterback to, to help him out. And now again, we're seeing some of these wide receivers coming off the board. Jahan Dotson, I don't, I don't think that was going to swing around to us, uh, but that one stings maybe a little bit. Um, Antonio Gibson does not come off of the board here. So in a perfect scenario, we can go Gibson here and Khalil Herbert next, and then running back, I feel very good about. And I feel good about this team. So if we are able to, to get that swing, I feel ecstatic. So we're going to go Antonio Gibson here. Uh, a couple quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, Tua Tungavailoa, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison coming off. Interesting that San Francisco's defense goes that high. I still feel like there are, are players available that I would like more than a defense. And the gamble has paid off. Coming back around, running backs that were taken, uh, there was only one. It was Zach Charbonnet. So Khalil Herbert is right there. Let's just do a quick check at wide receiver. Quentin Johnson is a receiver who I don't mind. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Cortland Sutton is just so good. I worry about the quarterback situation there, but I, I think that is absolutely a great late round flyer to, to take. But we're going to go with our guy, Khalil Herbert. I think there's a breakout coming for, for Herbert. Uh, so we are going to go with that one there. Um, I won, I, I'm probably done at running back for a bit with uh, Jalen Warren hanging around late into to this draft. We'll, we'll be comfortable taking him later. Wide receiver, there's Odell Beckham Jr. So coming off of the board, Quinton Johnson did come off, as, as did Schuster, uh, sorry, Smith-Schuster and uh, Cortland Sutton. A couple more defenses in the Cowboys and the Eagles. Anthony Richardson, a quarterback, came off, as did Rashad Penny, Jamal Williams, and Samaji Pirine. So we're back on the clock here with the sixth pick of the 10th round. For running backs, we have Saquon Barkley. Um, we have Pierce, we have Gibson, and we have Herbert. At wide receiver, we have Metcalf, London, and Pickens. Um, our quarterback is Allen, and our tight end is Darren Waller. So I'm feeling good about this. At running back that's available, Devon Achain, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Jarek McKinnon, and Damian 
Harris. At wide receiver, we have Odell Beckham Jr., Elijah Moore, Alan Lazard, Rashad Bateman, Sky Moore, and Jamison Williams. So, quite frankly, not in love with, with all of these picks here. So, I'm going to reach on Jalen Warren. Warren, I, I think he has the potential to be to finish above all of these players when the, the season is done. And I don't think we're in a spot now where we can necessarily, um, where we can just wait on players. I, I think at this point, if you like a guy, don't mess around and just take them. So uh, we do that. Odell Beckham Jr. comes off the Bills defense as well. Kirk Cousins, Dalton Kincaid, Rashad Bateman. Uh, a few ride receivers here, Elijah Moore and Alan Lazard coming off as well. We see a couple more running backs, and then it comes back around to us. So as mentioned, don't love a lot of the options that are available at this point. And so here is where I am comfortable taking a defense. Um, I think the Saints defense with Dennis Allen as the coach is going to be a real problem this year. I like Miami's defense with... Um, with Vic Vangio as the, the defensive coordinator there. And I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to be a real problem as well. But we're going to go with the New Orleans Saints defense and just lock that position in. Because like I said, that there aren't any skill position players that I'm worried about losing here as uh, as this draft kind of swings around. The only one that went after us that I, I winced at a little bit was Tyler Algier going with the fourth pick of the 12th round. Uh, we have four running backs locked in. We have uh, a couple of wide receivers as well. Sorry, we have five running backs locked in. The, the way that this tallies put one of them into the flex. So at this point, we don't really have a, a strong positional need. I would like one more wide receiver to kind of balance that room out. And I, I think a, a sleeper in this, there's a couple of guys who have been taking as sleepers in these spots. Um, it's Romeo Dobbs. It's Darnell Mooney. So again, we're going to play the ADP game. We're going to hope that Mooney lasts to us. And we're going to take Romeo Dobbs here. First kickers coming off of the board. At this point, like kicker to me, you can wait on kicker to the very last pick. But there definitely becomes a point in this on defenses where um like the the getting that top level defense just makes more sense than taking a, a random flyer on some of these players when some of the players who I like are, are still available after that. So um, at this point, Darnell Mooney is still available. We are going to do that. I think that this is going to be a Chicago offense that throws the ball a lot more. And Darnell Mooney has proven himself to be a, an extremely talented player. So I, I think that there's going to be a, a lot of space for him this year in that offense. Since that pick, uh, another kicker comes off, uh, two kickers come off the board in McManus and Sanders. Uh, we miss out on the Steelers defense. That was a, a pretty good one. The only one that, again, I wins that a little bit is Contre Miller. I was kind of hoping he would swing back around to us. He does not. So um, with our second last pick and our last like skill position player before we, we take a kicker, available at running back is Devin Singletary, Deuce Vaughn, uh, Rashawn Johnson, and Kenny Gainwell along with Kareem Hunt and Jeff Wilson. At wide receiver, it's Jonathan Mingo, Nico Collins, Zay Jones, Rondell Moore, and Michael Gallup. So again, not a lot of phenomenal standout options here. I'm going to go Jeff Wilson. I, I think that he could separate himself as the best running back in Miami this year. And so I, I think Jeff Wilson has a chance to, to be a real steal here late in the draft. We got a few that I, I consider to be real steals. Like I, I think when this season comes to a close and we look back on these teams, we're really going to see that it would have been difficult to, to make some lineup decisions with this group. So we are going to kick uh, pick Dicker the kicker, Cameron Dicker, as the final pick for our team. Overall, like, once again, I like how this team 
ended up. Let's take a look at it. Our starting cornerback is Josh Allen. Our starting running backs are going to be Saquon Barkley and uh, Damian Pierce. Our wide receiver is going to be DK Metcalf and uh, Drake London with Darren Waller as our tight end. And our flex, we have options. It'll probably be George Pickens every week, uh, but you can also go Antonio Gibson, Khalil Herbert. And then we have some depth plays with Jalen Warren, Romeo Dobbs, Darnell Mooney, Jeff Wilson, and then our kicker is Cameron Dicker with the defense being the New Orleans Saints. So once again, we come away with the seventh pick with a team that we quite like. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I think so far so good on, on some of these drafts. Uh, I believe it was three that we didn't necessarily love the team that we had coming away from this, but overall, I, I feel like... The, the strategy that we have been implementing has been working on these mock drafts so far, and we, we come away each time with a team that, that we are actually quite excited about. So, that is going to do it for this mock draft. It's not going to do it for the football conversation, though. Let's keep it going with fantasy football. Last week on the show, we talked about overvalued players. Today, we're going to look at undervalued players. Um, and not surprisingly, if you, you've been following these mock drafts and following my fantasy football coverage this year, you will know that uh, wide receivers are going to be high on this. And the first one is Debo Samuel. I still think Debo Samuel is one of the most talented wide receivers in this league. Like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams and then Debo Samuel. But right now, Samuel is going as wide receiver 17 and the 38th overall pick in drafts. I think you get him there. And we saw in, in the, the mock draft with the seventh overall pick, uh, where we had the seventh overall pick, Debo doesn't go until the third round. Um, and we tried to play the ADP game and just missed out when we took Josh Allen in the second. But Debo Samuel, I think, is incredibly talented and an incredibly dangerous player. He can be used in a, a myriad of ways. And I, I think that he is someone that really makes this offense go from very good to very great. Um, I just, he is so talented with the ball in his hands, can run every route, can catch every ball, and can do a lot of different things once he gets that football in his hand. I just don't see any weaknesses in his game. Does having Brock Purdy as your quarterback scary? Probably. But still, third round pick for Debo Samuel, uh, I think that is an absolute Deal. Uh, another one that is in that kind of same vein is DJ Moore. He is the wide receiver 20 right now and going as the 51st overall player in drafts. Um, that surprises me quite a bit. He is so good. And I think that he has been widely undervalued because of his time with some subpar quarterbacks out in Carolina. But but this is a guy, again, can run all of the route. You want him to go deep? He's good at that. You want him to catch some stuff underneath? He's good at that. He has had some trouble with touchdowns in his career, but I think that this is going to be a Chicago Bears offense that puts up some more points. And if they're going to take that step into the upper echelon in the NFC, which again, isn't that hard given all of the teams that are kind of in the middle of the pack there right now, but they're going to have to throw the ball more. And they did not bring in DJ Moore for him to get three to four catches a game. This is someone who's going to be a major factor in an offense that I think is going to take a bit of a step this year. And so I'm surprised that DJ Moore is going as wide receiver 20 right now. We are going to go with a running back. We still got a couple of running backs here. Uh, James Cook, running back 29, 67th overall. The Buffalo Bills are going to score points this year. There is no question about that. And James Cook right now is kind of the only back in town. Damian Harris is fine. But I think James Cook has shown in some flashes that he can, he can be a little bit explosive. Um, and, and he can put up some fantasy points as well. So I... Like, this isn't like, oh man, draft this guy first overall. But to get him 
67th overall as running back 29. So not even as a starting running back, as a potential flex option, a guy who is a number one running back on a championship level football team. I think that's tremendous value. Uh, we go back to the wide receiver room with Jahan Dotson, wide receiver 36, 86th overall. So again, he is a wide receiver three on some teams. That is just tremendous. This kid showed what this kid showed last year with subpar quarterback play happening in Washington, he, I think, really is a talented player. Um, he's someone you can trust with some 50-50 balls. Again, you can throw deep to him as well. He is, I think, an incredible talent, and I think someone who's going to really break out. I would not be surprised if by the end of the year he was the number one wide receiver with the Washington Commanders. And then lastly... It's a guy we've been taking in almost every draft. Khalil Herbert, running back 34, 89th overall. Again, this Bears offense is going to take a step this year. Khalil Herbert, when he was filling in for David Montgomery and came in in spot duty, was electric. This guy has number one running back written all over him, and he has number one running back um, potential given the state of the backfield. He is the only guy there. And when you, like, just saying that he's the only guy there doesn't do enough. That's why I'm not going with Najee Harris at any point. Excuse me, but he is someone who has the opportunity as the number one running back and has the skill to be a number one running back. And you're getting him in the with the 86th overall pick. That is tremendous value. So uh, Khalil Herbert is one of the undervalued players, along with Jahan Dotson, James Cook, and DJ Moore. In terms of undervalued teams, there are uh, a few that I am looking at right now. We're, we're going to go with five as well. Uh, first, it's the Tennessee Titans. Their win total sits at seven and a half. This is a Titans team where the bottom fell out last year. Everyone remembers how they ended the season. Don't forget, they started 8-3, and three and then everyone got hurt. Tannehill got hurt. Um, the, the entire defense got hurt. There were some times um, Derrick Henry was a little banged up. This team had so many injury issues, and they were still right there competing for a division crown at the end of the season. This, I, I think, is going to be a bounce-back year with the Titans. They add DeAndre Hopkins, who I think is going to be able to unlock a couple of things in this offense. Um, Traylon Burks, he got hurt last year. He is going to be someone who I think can take another big step in year two. I think he was on his way to, to really showing some stuff in year one. Derrick Henry is a beast. They also drafted a running back behind him um, with, uh, I believe, Sharp is, is his name. That's going to be a, a backfield that's going to be interesting, and I think this defense is going to improve, and I think Mike Vrabel is one of the... Um, the one of the really fine coaches in this league. So I think the Titans are being really overlooked right now. Seattle also at eight and a half wins. Um, I think a lot of this focus is on whether Geno Smith can do it again. But I think you look at what they have around him, extremely talented running backs, a very good wide receiver room, and a team that nailed it on the draft a couple of years ago that built that foundation of that defense. And like I, I look at this team similar to and maybe even a more souped-up version of the New York Jets, where the Jets really built that foundation. Now, they've gone out and ended the, the, the flashier quarterback, but who had the better year last year? Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, that'd be Geno Smith. And I I just look at, at Seattle as a team that's being wildly undervalued right now, especially in an NFC where there isn't a whole lot, and an NFC West where I think they're going to kick the crap out of at least uh, four wins this year with Arizona and the LA Rams, so I only need five the rest of the way. I think I can get that with the Seattle Seahawks. And the last one that we're looking at the win total of is the LA Chargers. Their total is at nine and a half. It's a crazy deep AFC. No question about it. However, with um, Justin Herbert there, he is exceptional. And I think 
Kellen Moore is going to unlock something with this kid this year. That there seems to be that there isn't a whole lot of brand value in the LA Chargers right now. And we have been burned a couple of years in a row backing the, the LA Chargers. But I do think the addition of Kellen Moore is going to unlock a few things in that offense, and they are really going to be able to ride. Um, a couple of teams that we think are a little undervalued in week one. First, it's the Cincinnati Bengals, only favored by three against Cleveland. Last time we, t last time we saw the Cleveland Browns, they were a disaster. Uh, now Deshaun Watson has a full offseason to kind of get right, but he's had a lot go on in his life. Um, most of it because he's a piece of shit. So they, they've had... I just don't think he gets back to what he was a few years ago. And Cincinnati, yeah, Joe Burrow might be a little bit banged up, but I mean, this is a team that is probably the second best in the AFC right now going against a Browns team that is probably fourth best in their division. So to, to have this as only a three-point spread was quite surprising to me. And the Philadelphia Eagles, minus four and a half against the New England Patriots. The Patriots had a, a very good draft and a... And, that they have made some smarter moves this offseason, um, addressing things on the offensive side, particularly in the coaching room, that uh, I think they desperately needed to address. But I still don't, like, this team isn't close to Philadelphia, and to be able to, to get the Eagles um, by less than a touchdown, quite frankly, against the Patriots was quite surprising to me. So I think the Eagles are very much being undervalued, at least for week one. That is going to do it for this show today. Thank you all so much on YouTube for watching. Uh, for those of you in podcast form for downloading and listening, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like, that kind of stuff helps out immensely. If you are listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. The Stitcher app um, is now no more, so that's uh, RIP, but for Spotify and Amazon Music and uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a, a review, anything you can do that really does help the podcast grow. Uh, in terms of the rest of the week, it is a ton of football. We have five mock drafts coming at you this week. I think we actually have six because I do believe we're doing a Saturday show as well so we can get all the mock drafts in before the, the last week leading up to the, the regular season. So going to have all of those uh, in there for you. And um, we're, we're still going to have on tomorrow's show, we're going to be doing some more NFL previewing and then as well as some CFL power rankings on Friday. It is a big weekend in the world of professional wrestling. Again, AEW went from being all in to all out as they head into Chicago for their pay-per-view and WWE is looking for some payback. So we'll be getting into that as well as some more football content on a Fights in Football Friday. So podcasts basically every day this week. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for watching. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and it's twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK with the email address CouchPotatoDiary at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much, and I will talk to you all later.